I have pressed record. This might or might not be in the final product. <laughs> well, that's not good. All right. Hold on. Game face on. Intro. Go. Hello everyone, it is Saturday, February 22nd, and you are listening to Two Nerds, Maybe More. I am half of the show, my name is Michael Skarzynski, and with me as always is Martin Larson. Marty, how are you doing today? Hello, it's a Saturday evening over here in good old Europe, and uh, I'm not out drinking beer. I would much rather be here together with you, Michael, and talk about politics. Um, once again, just like last week, this is not a show about politics, so please stick around. This is actually a gaming <laughs> podcast, which may sometimes include more than just gaming. It is Saturday morning for myself slash afternoon, and I am also not drinking beer. There we go. None of us so. are drinking beer. This, will, this might or might not be a good show then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have one of those shows eventually where everyone's like, what was up with that one? For better or for worse. <laughs> All right, so it's been a week since we last kind of got together. We've been up to a few things. Um, what you been up to this week? Oh, uh, I have done a few things. One of the things is that I uh, took my lovely girlfriend and brought her to a dark room uh, together with a lot of other people where we were watching a movie. It was a cinema. Don't worry, guys. Nothing shady <laughs> going on here. Uh, I was starting to wonder where this was going. I was like, this is not on the show notes. <laughs> We were going to the cinema where we, were going, where we watched uh, Sonic the movie. Don't worry, I won't. I won't spoil it. Um, it, but it's good. I really oh. enjoyed it. It's uh, no, I actually, generally think it was a, it. It was a good movie. I, I liked how Sonic looked. He looked awesome. Yeah. Um, some people might, who follow the news might know that there was a little bit of an uproar when the initial trailer came out for this movie. People didn't like the model of Sonic. Uh, they didn't feel like he looked like the actual game character. And uh, so so they actually listened. The company listened uh, and actually spent quite a few uh, million dollars on just you know reanimating everything. And, uh, and it seemed like it paid off because... Yes. Sonic looks good. It's a good movie. It has silly uh, uh, comic uh, game humor, uh, which is a little bit over the top at some times. I mean, it is, after all, Jim Carrey, the master of being over the top, who's playing the villain. Uh, <laughs> so, But I just, I just think it works. And, and it's such a weird thing to say that I actually think Sonic the movie is probably one of the best game adaptations into movie territory that there is. Um, well, I was looking at the news and it did say, because I haven't seen the movie yet, I plan on seeing it, but I did hear that I think it broke the record, which was previously held by Hey You Pikachu for like the biggest opening, hmm. um, or was it not Hey You Pikachu, that's a game on the Nintendo 64, <laughs> um, <laughs> Detective uh, for Pikachu. Detective Pikachu, sorry, jeez, um, this 90s nostalgia trip is just making <laughs> me go back, uh, I did hear that the movie kind of transports you back to the nineties in a way. Cause mm. it encompasses, I guess like 90 Sonic, as well as you have Jim Carrey being over the top. And from what I've heard, it's one of his better performances within the last decade or so. Mm. Yeah, I definitely think so. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, both me and my girlfriend had good fun uh, uh, throughout the whole movie. I mean, I will also have to say that none of us are like hardcore Sonic fans. I have never mm -hmm. really played the Sonic games too much. So I just vaguely, that's probably a lot of, you know, Easter eggs and stuff that just going over my head because I don't know it enough. But we, mm -hmm. were, we were both entertained by it. And, and to be honest, personally, I was like, I really want to go to the movies and watch this movie because I want to support it. I want to, and I obviously also wanted it to be good. And uh, Luckily, it was, um, but I just wanted to really support. They actually listened to you know the fans, and and didn't you know pull a, a Ghostbuster where they insulted the fans instead. Uh, so so yeah, I wanted to support it, so we did, and uh, it was a good movie. I really so I'm really happy to see that it's performing well as well. That's good to hear because I want to go see it too. So mm. I tried to get it in before 
this episode so that we could kind of talk a little bit more at length, but I wasn't able to. So I guess this is perfect for people who want to kind of an opinion without seeing the movie yet and don't want spoilers like, like myself. So hmm. yep. Good before, hear. I mean, this is every, every week so far we have been like, yeah, yeah, this is a gaming podcast, but we start out with, with movies and Netflix shows. So let's, continue in, in, in that i guess michael what have you been up to so far this week i mean i still have a, a thing to talk about but i think <laughs> if we get yours out of the way first then we can get to the good stuff <laughs> yeah because your second one your second one we have uh both experience together as well so i actually finished up the entirety of dracula on netflix i know that you're only on episode two which is i guess we'll discuss that more right after i just say that uh this has probably been one of the most enjoyable experiences I've had watching a show in quite a while. Mm. Um, and that's saying something because I come from not really enjoying hour long episodes of shows. Yeah. Um, I think they're way too long half the time. And I much rather prefer like the traditional show format of like something like friends where it's like 30, 30, 45 minutes or something like that. Like I like that quick fix that I can watch here and there and then put it away. But these are an hour and a half each. And last night I sat around for about three hours watching Dracula and I had a blast doing it. I will say that episode three did have a little bit of weird moments for me, but Mm -hmm. I think weird moments often happen when Dracula enters a a different type of, uh, of setting. But sorry if you hear the cat in the background, (laughs) who's acting crazy. Um, but season, episode two, which we've both watched, I really liked its format, which was mm. a lot different than the first one. This yeah. one was more of a murder mystery um, clue-esque deal. Like, you're in an enclosed space and something is going on and we all know who the person is, but the group around them doesn't. And it's it's a cool mystery type feel to it. And and what I'm really, really... What really... I loved about this episode was, and I, I can't obviously spoil it here on the, on, on the show, but what I really loved about it was the ending. It, I, it, it sort of, it didn't really surprise me, I think, because I had that train of thought for some reason mm-hmm. that I thought, Hey, this is probably where we're going next. And, but it was still like, Oh my God, this is so, so cool. Uh, this, because I think that's what I actually wanted to see as well. I wanted mm-hmm. to see, happen and then it happened i was like oh my god this is exciting i'm looking forward <laughs> i'm looking forward to the third episode uh so yeah really looking forward to to finishing up but but yeah i have to say the one and a half hour one and a half hour show is definitely a different kind of beast at least for for me because i had to watch episode two over two nights because i just fell asleep not because it was boring just because it got a little bit late and i was tired and uh you know a 45 minute show and like i can you usually churn out before I feel uh, I, I, the old man in me falls falls asleep? Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think that's the only thing. But it's very enjoyable. Really, a really what it's a very enjoyable one and a half hour. So yes, but, and uh, I, I do have to say that the um, the actors that they chose are really well. Hmm. Uh, this is, I think, my favorite version of like the Dracula character that I've Mm. come across, like just how charismatic he is and how intelligent that they've made him as a character um, while still having like the flaws of a Dracula type character is really interesting. So I really like that. Um, And I think that I wish more shows would kind of take this approach of rather than fill out like, Hey, a season has to have X amount of episodes. Mm. Let's just make it and make it well done. Yeah, make it good, make it entertaining, make it true to the source material in whatever ways, and just kind of build this world rather than we need to have eighteen episodes. So six of those episodes are flashbacks. Like no, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, I, I totally get you, and I feel like you know if it's more and more if it's if if it's like a story driven uh, series, I, I think they have finally starting to figure out that hey let's short it down let's just have uh, like his dark materials i don't know if you've seen that one I only have not. Had, no really good at least i've only seen half of it but it's really good so far it's only eight episodes 
uh, and it's very story driven and they're focused on the story instead of instead of you know the good old oh we need to fill out the whole year with, with episodes so here's 23 episodes mm-hmm. for, um, of, of, of this random sitcom where nothing basically happens uh, <laughs> so so though I, I really really like it when they do focus on the story and just you know you spend the time to tell it instead of have a lot of filler episodes uh, and yeah. six flashbacks and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's good on Dracula for now. Yeah. Um, what do you say we move on to your second topic, which kind of we both got to experience? Oh, and yes. we're moving into the game related stuff, everybody. So um, if you were just fast forwarding, this is the moment to get to. <laughs> <laughs> so, Volson. Uh, is, is is the new kid on the block that everyone is talking about, at least when it comes to ARPGs. Um, I've been playing it, not religiously. I've been playing it here and there. Uh, I'm on the World of Warcraft train still at the moment, as we, Same. Just, as we talked last uh, last week. But Volson definitely gets some playtime here and there. And I've been enjoying it really much. I can also understand, and I don't want to get too much into that, uh, at least not today at least, that there has been there's some things going on where people don't really feel satisfied. The backers are a little bit un- unhappy and there's bugs and stuff like that. But for me personally, who haven't really followed um, the game, we just were like, oh, Michael said that this game looked good. I, looked, I will look into it. Oh, it does, definitely does look good. I'll try it out as well. Uh, total newbie coming in from the side it looks and plays really good uh, to me and i haven't had the biggest issues but then again i didn't like my friend uh you know just a hardcore grind to level 50 straight away <laughs> and then get his character deleted so he had to start over uh so yeah i don't think he got to 50 but he could get uh, up there and then something happened and his character got de- deleted luckily i haven't had anything of that i've been mm. enjoying it at least up until the end of Act One, when <laughs> there was a tiny, tiny uh, boss fight um, that I actually got to. I, I think I got uh, up to it without knowing, and then I locked off for the night. And then, you know, the next night I started playing again. And then I was like, oh, I'm actually at, at this boss fight. And I spent the whole night, the whole evening, three hours straight, just trying to uh, get get this boss uh, down and uh, oh my god um, I think my, my girlfriend got a little bit afraid of me uh, because I don't <laughs> think she, I don't think she's seen me nerd raging <laughs> like that for like ever <laughs> <laughs> so how was, how was your, your experience Michael I, I know that um, you got to it as well I haven't watched this I should have done I'm sorry I should have done my homework and watched the stream because you're actually streaming it uh, but how, how, how did you uh, how did you experience it um, yeah, so I streamed the first. I streamed it in its entirety, from first encounter to final encounter, uh, and the first few, I was really enjoying it. I was like, "Yes, like this is this is really cool." I'm trying to figure out the things, and I'm learning as I go. And in ARPGs, you don't see these type of things very often, where hmm. there's several mechanics that you're learning, and usually it's like one big attack, avoid it. And then you're good for about 15, 20 seconds of just stand still and smash the button and (laughs) kill it and another big attack and dodge. But this one had a lot of different mechanics. It had um, ads being summoned and you're still going. And then there's different phases of the fight. Mm -hmm. There's like, um, I think there's three phases to the fight which when I stumbled upon the third, I flipped out because (laughs) the second phase for me was like really difficult. And when um, I finally finished it, and then it went into the third phase, I was like, "No, no!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember that that you played it one evening and you didn't get him down that evening, uh, but we saw the two phases, and, mm-hmm. and then I got to it, and I was like. I've seen Michael do it. I can do this. I can get this boss down before Michael. I was psyching myself up, you know. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, first phase was like, oh, this was actually really easy. This is going great. Second phase, bam. Okay, it wasn't that easy. But, uh, you know, uh, at least I, I knew my mistake. I came back and, you know, slowly I was like, all right, I'll get the hang of, the, of this. And then all of a sudden, bam, second phase down. I was like, yeah, take that, Michael. I wish I was streaming <laughs> this, but take take that uh, I, and then you know the cinematic started and bam 
phase three, here you go. And I was like, what? No, but I don't have any more extra lives or anything. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, so for those who don't know, when you get knocked down in Wilson, like your health goes to zero, you actually enter like this state where you can choose to continue and you get like three of them. So mm. it's very cool that that's in there because it gives you a little bit of extra time to learn things and kind of, well, hopefully. I mean, this guy, there were times where he hit me once and it completely depleted both my uh, my shield and my health. <laughs> so I was, I flipped out a couple times on the stream where I was like, what the, like, why is that? That's not even fair. <laughs> um, if I do have a criticism of it, it would be at how much harder it was than everything that came before it. Yeah. Um, I brought it up on stream as well, where I love challenge in games, but one of like the best things about a game like dark souls or Sekiro or bloodborne, if you've played those games is that the game is difficult from the start and it builds into it. And then there's the boss, which is yes, a different degree of difficulty, but you don't feel like you're suddenly thrown into this situation where you're like, okay, what in the world is now going on? Well, I kind of felt this way for this fight. Like, there was a lot of different things going on, but I've played games that have these type of things. Like, we both played World of Warcraft, so we know if there's a pool of something on the ground, then Don't you're going to it. avoid it. If you see a shout happen, he's probably going to do something, so you need to get out of the way. So I was able to adapt to those mechanics, but at the same time, there was nothing that was preparing me for this fight ahead of time, which I guess no. is both good and bad. Yeah, I mean, I think that's my criticism as well, that that everything felt just really straightforward up until that point. And then all of mm-hmm. a sudden, bam, you're just getting this huge challenge. I mean, it was it did feel really good to finally beat it um, yes. and get over that point. But I wish that there had just been something to just prepare a little bit more. Um, I will say, though, without spoiling anything, that um, I... Because I've played into Act Two now, you haven't yet. I have yeah. been downed a few times in Act Two. Okay, okay, uh, so, so it ramps so up a little bit. It does ramp up uh, quite a bit. Um, so, so yeah, so I can definitely. Oh, we didn't say it in the show. We talked earlier before the show. My my friend, um, I talked to him about it, and 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 I said, yeah, I finally got through. You know, the the end boss of Act One. And yeah, it, it was a beast. It was, it was something. And he just he just said, "Oh, so you thought that was hard? <laughs> just just wait until Act Two and boss." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> so, yeah, I like I told you earlier, I had a similar experience, but I was on a Twitch chat, and I mentioned it to to people. Like it was pretty smaller small Twitch chat, and they're just like, "Yep." Yeah. Just um, just wait till Act Two if you thought that one was hard. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, cool. So yeah, but no, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying myself with this game. I, I love the whole the the world building. What I really I really feel like I'm I'm uh, invested in this world for some odd reason. They did a really good job with getting you into the world. I feel like I really mm-hmm. feel like oh, this is so interesting. I want to know what happens, and a few things happens in Act Two already the bit that I got to play of it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to next week when we, we can talk about it maybe a little bit more when you, when you got a little bit for, further in because uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely be down. playing it this weekend. Definitely be playing it this weekend. Um, after of course, all my world of Warcraft stuff that I have going on, <laughs> taking up all my time recently. So it's fun to be back in world of Warcraft. Not gonna lie. It is. It is fun. It is fun. Um, not, not to talk too much about it, but yeah, jump back into World of Warcraft myself and just in the past one and a half week I have uh, I, I started playing my Shaman again, my Elemental Shaman and, and he was roughly around just shy of I level 400 before uh, well one and a half week ago and now I'm at almost at 440 and uh, it's been it's been fun to just you know go go and do all these things and grind a little bit and do a little bit of raiding and just you know starting getting gear again and mm-hmm. that that is literally like why I play the game it is to gear up characters and it's fun to do so so yeah really been enjoying myself for the last one and a half week yeah it's a good time yep all right what do you say we uh, we move on to our our big topic of the day let's do it all right um, do you want to take charge this one you put it up 
I can do that. Um, the the one one of the things. Well, we we have two things that we want to talk about, but they sort of uh, intertwine a little yeah. bit. So, but let's jump into it. Um, we even even just mentioned something last week where I said, "Hey, do you remember back in the good old days when you bought a CD and uh, that's where your game was and you had it, you owned it physically? Um, those were the days, right?" Yes, yes, indeed, they were. <laughs> uh, because, but, but you know, these days everything is digital. Um, so, if, if I want to play Wilson, then I'll, I'll, I bought it on Steam and I downloaded it, installed it, and then I was good to go. Uh, but the big question is: Do I actually own this game, or what's going on? Uh, and one of the reasons why i mean i think it has been a question that has become up that has come up lately where you know some games has been removed from game store online game store so people couldn't play them anymore Mm -hmm. Uh, but what happened recently was that nvidia has has come out with a new service which sounds really cool it uh, is a sort of uh, arrival to google stadia um, and it works in in this way that NVIDIA has like a server farm. You get, you buy access to the server farm and then uh, you basically lock in with your Steam account or as I understand it, on, on this server and boot up a game so you can play it on, you know, the some of the best uh, hardware that there is. So if you, if you have like a, a crappy old um, computer at home, you can basically play, still play with a, 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 with really good graphics, and mm-hmm. the the game will be streamed to you. So that sounds good and dandy, right? But apparently, some game companies um, don't think this is how it should work. Apparently, so they have pulled their games from um, from the service, even though that you know it's it's your own Steam account that you log in. Mm-hmm. To where, so basically, you already bought it or whatever. Um, that sounds a little bit weird to me because, hey, what's the difference? It's still my account. It's still my game, in quotation marks. Is this fair? Is this all right? Is this how it should work? I'm going to go with no. Um, there's a lot that that goes into this. Like a lot needs to be unpacked. But essentially, to answer. Uh, the initial question of digital ownership, the PC is the only platform that I'm actually okay with getting games digitally for the most part. Hmm. Um, on my traditional consoles, like my PlayStation 4, Xbox One, uh, Nintendo Switch, I 100% prefer the physical copy of the game rather than downloading it, even though the option is there. Okay. Um, but for some reason, when it comes to PC, I'm perfectly fine with going ahead and just downloading it digitally, mainly because, one, my PC doesn't even have a disk drive on it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of this service, the service is the uh, NVIDIA, NVIDIA-based service, and you're 100% right, and you stream games that you own. Mm. So if you want to play... Let's just use a game that's coming out relatively soon. I think we uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Mm-hmm. If you want to own cyber, if you want to play Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, but you know that your computer is not quite up to snuff, uh, you can essentially, if it was supported with this service, then because not all games are supported, mm-hmm. but you could buy the game on your three four hundred dollar computer that maybe isn't like a gaming beast. And you could use the service to still play that game that you now own without purchasing all of the hardware to make your computer be able to run it. Now, this service is not for somebody like myself, who luckily I am in a position where I can like save up money and put money aside for a better PC. But also, I don't like all the challenges that go into a service like this. And they are several. One you're always dependent on your internet. Mm. If your internet is down or it is slow, then you are not going to be getting a very optimal experience, whether it's due to latency or just inability to play. Um, You also are now relying on an outside service in terms of servers. Um, You always see like World of Warcraft goes down for maintenance. Um, You'll see other games that you try to play and they're like, oh, the servers are down right now. We're working to try to fix it. 
what happens when the servers go down here? Then you're not able to play a game that you own mm-hmm. that may not even require online normally. So if you're playing Assassin's Creed via this service, now you can't just suddenly be like, oh, well, I'll just play it in offline mode. No, because you can't support it if your computer doesn't really play it. Um, you did mention games being taken down from Steam due to whatever issues. Some of those games, for those who don't know, I think are the Telltale games and the Lego games. Mm. Some of the Lego games got taken away because of licensing issues. So I have the Harry Potter Lego one through four on my PSP. I can play that whenever I want, but if I had it on Steam and they took it all away or I wanted to buy it on the PC, I suddenly can't do it because of licensing issues. They took it away and now I can't go back to it, but I still have the physical copy elsewhere. Mm. So I think the service is, is a great idea. I think it's a great idea to help support those who might not be able to play certain games based on the equipment that they have or their financial situations. Um, But that comes with a myriad of issues that we haven't even touched on in terms of latency issues or you're not going to become a pro rocket league player trying to play on these because of the ping that it takes from it getting from the server to you. And then your button impresses getting back to that, to, to the game. And there's definitely going to be an edge and fighting games are, I would assume uh, virtually not even a thing because of fighting games can be based on pixel perfect movements. So, I mean, definitely, I, I totally agree that it, this these kind of services is at least not yet for every game out there. Um, but there's a lot of games where it actually works fine. Personally, I, I've played a little bit because I by accident played, uh, paid for and bought a, a month of subscription of, uh, was it PS Now, PlayStation Now? Oh, yeah, uh, I played that. Yeah, which is their you know streaming uh, service sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought it by accident. Don't ask me how it happened. It just happened. Um, I remember. And- <laughs> hold on. I think I remember this. I want to tell the story. Okay, tell the story. story. <laughs> I think it was uh, Tom, another guy that we used to podcast with. We were playing Rocket League. Mm-hmm. And we were playing with Marty. And Marty was trying to hook his PlayStation controller up to his PC. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know how this happens. Like how you are, you are able to get through all of the steps necessary to purchase PlayStation <laughs> now, but somehow, <laughs> somehow in the process, I think it was either hooked up to both the PlayStation yeah. and the PC at the same time. Yeah. And while he was playing rocket league, his movements in the game <laughs> matched up well enough that he was able to purchase PlayStation now at the same time we were playing and he was freaking out. Cause like, wait, what, what do you mean? I played paid for this. And it was, <laughs> it was the weirdest situation that I've never heard of. Like how is it simultaneously connected to both? I mean, it's connected to my PC with a cable with a wire. Um, but bec- I couldn't get it to work because the cable that I used was a little bit iffy. So if it didn't say, if it, it wasn't set in like pixel perfect, mm-hmm. uh, then it just didn't work. So, but you know, just by reflex or whatever thing, I pressed the PlayStation button because you know that turns it on. Whatever I thought, maybe I have to do that. Maybe I have to you know sync it up or something. So, but apparently, you know, when I press that button, the PlayStation turns on. But I didn't notice. I had headphones on and stuff. I didn't notice anything. <laughs> so I'm playing together with my buddies and we're having fun. And then all of a sudden, a mail popped up on my phone that, hey, congratulations on your new subscription for PlayStation Now. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> when did I buy I that? <laughs> um, did you? So I think we were going on like, did you actually play anything on PlayStation Now during, <laughs> yes, that, during that month that you paid for? I did. Um, one of the fun thing is that there was old games as well. I didn't really enjoy them too much, uh, but I actually found out that I I, I love the infamous games on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I've played all of them. Also, I thought apparently there's like a, a a small standalone DLC thingy for one of the first game, the second game, a thing that I hadn't played, and I oh I, I wanted to try that out. So, but it was really it's it's old. It was for PlayStation Two, I think. So it's really pixelated and oh no three, um, sorry. Yeah, it was, yeah, 3. It was PlayStation yeah. Three. Uh, very pixelated, not really that much. The, the controls are weird as well because I think it was for the old controller or whatever. So it wasn't that much fun. But then then I tried out. Uh, a newer game, which is um, oh, what's it called? Nathan Drake, um, Uncharted. Uncharted, 
the newest one, I think it was, um, uh, and played. I actually played like I don't know ten chapters or something on on in that month while I, I had this. Oh wow! Yeah, it, it, and and it worked quite well. But what sometimes would happen was that you know if my connection couldn't keep up, you know then. In, uh, uh, the the graphics will become a little bit pixelated, but it will mm-hmm. still continue and it would still work. So I actually think uh, it worked quite well. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not really you know one of those type of gamers that oh I need uh, the best monitor and 120 frames per second. Also, I can't game at all. I just enjoy gaming uh, as as long as it it works fairly well and looks okay. Mm-hmm. I do have to say that you know when it gets too pixelated, I do get turned off. But it's more you know Diablo two kind of pixelated, those old type games. <laughs> I do I do tend to get turned. I love the back in the days. Don't get me wrong, I played them the hell out of them back then. But but I've just moved on. I, I like a little bit higher pixel density these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked fine. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, the experience and to be honest i did consider hey maybe i should just keep this uh, subscription uh, mm-hmm. and and just you know play the games that are on, on available on the platform i think it's um it's a great option for those that maybe um you enjoy like those sony exclusive games but you don't quite have a playstation mm-hmm. because for those who don't know playstation now can be used on your playstation system as well as your pc yep. so this is this is really great. It's great for people that have a PlayStation 4, but don't necessarily want to go back and get a PlayStation 3 and get those games. Hmm. They can now stream it onto their PlayStation 4. But like you did say, it's almost like watching a video online. Yeah. For the most part, it's going to be good. You're going to have yeah. a pretty decent experience. But once you go under the tunnel or something on the train, it might get a little bit slow, choppy, pixelated while the video still goes because it's still able to support it. But yeah the ability is going down and then it might jump back up and you might have occasional, uh, what is it? Like catch up where mm. maybe you moved a little bit and then all of a sudden you jerk forward just a little yeah. bit. So if you are okay with these little things, and like you said, you don't need like top notch graphics. Um, I think I'm slowly moving towards uh, a weird space where I'm. I can now really notice a game in 30 frames per second versus a game in 60 frames per second. <laughs> yeah. um, I have this weird, this weird thing where I keep bringing it up. But if I play World of Warcraft on my screen, it's at 60 to 100 and something frames per second. Mm. But if I click on something on my other screen, and World of Warcraft is in the background, I can see it, and it drops down to 30. And when it drops down to 30, if I'm on a flying mount, I can literally see it like. I can now see its movements more like jittery and it just looks a little bit jank. And I'm like, what in the world is that? One Mm. thing that I wish these services would allow is if it is a console service like the PlayStation now, I wish that it would allow you to adjust your settings based on your PC, Mm. for instance. But I understand why like a game like Bloodborne was created with 30 frames per second in mind. So I don't know how without revamping a bunch of things that they would allow to run in 60 frames per second. I don't understand the technical part of that. So I don't know if they could just Google paste a link, Um, but I don't think so. So, yeah. But I mean, we have jumped into the talk about these services now. So let's also, I I know that you wanted to talk about Google Stadia. Yeah. Because they were the first ones to talk about this, but it seems like everybody says like, oh, Google is doing the Stadia thing. We can do that as well. Now everyone has a service all of a sudden. I'm, I'm really surprised how fast all of this went. But um, but yeah, let's talk about Google Stadia. Have you tried it yourself? I have not. No. Uh, I was casually optimistic about it. Hmm. Kind of like how we've discussed where I loved the idea of it. But I didn't know all the details. And as more details started coming out, I was less and less enthused. Mm. Um, one of the things that turned me off was actually not the, not even like the business practice or the um, prices of anything involved. It was more of the games. Like what games were on there that I wanted. And they were pushing like a few big titles. And I was like, I already have those titles. I don't mm. need to have Google Stadia to get... Uh, to get Destiny 2 or anything like that. Sorry, I started laughing because Selena came in the room and dropped something in the background of my camera. <laughs> She's trying to be really quiet. Uh, 
But the games weren't really all that interesting for me because I already had them. They were games that have already come out and they had been out on a few other platforms. And I'm just like, why would I want to take a potential hit in quality to play these games? And they were advertising like, what is it like 1440p ultra or 4k and stuff like that. And I'm like, I can only imagine what your internet or what, your hardware or whatever it is that you need to make that work to be a thing. Mm. So um, I was op- I was casually optimistic about this could do so many different things. It could open up so many avenues. But as we all know, currently, it's not in the greatest state. Uh, we mentioned NVIDIA and people are um, jumping more on board. At least consumers are jumping more on board with GeForce now. Mm rather than Google Stadia, while I think it shows a disconnect between the businesses and the consumer, where the businesses are going like Google Stadia, while the consumers are going GeForce Now, because um, the businesses want what I believe, like we have a video that I watched, and it seems like the businesses, they either want a huge cut or a huge payout initially to have them on the server services, or they want their own services. Like they're gearing up for their own services. And I think like GeForce now you'll see a few things where they say like Blizzard Activision pulled out. Yeah. And then I think they say another company follows suit and pulled out, Hmm. but they were only there for the beta period, like testing things out. And I think they were trying to see test the water with our, our serve, our, our games, our services able to be supported on a system and a platform like this. And then I think they're going to try to roll out their own. And yeah. that's part of the problem is that now the space is becoming crowded with nobody having a clear handle on how to actually make it work for everybody. Yeah. I also think, especially if we look at, for instance, activists and Blizzard, I think they went with Google because they also have, well, I, no, I think they pulled out of NVIDIA because I think they have sort of like, a, an, an, a, I mean, this is speculations, um, but they're already you know, doing stuff with Google, with YouTube and streaming on YouTube instead of Twitch. Um, so I think there is some sort of partnership going on there in, in the background that we don't know anything about yet. Um, but also knowing... Uh, at least the Blizzard side of Activ- Activist Blizzard, they might even be, you know, doing their own thing. Yep. Um, speaking on the esports stuff real quick, like that YouTube stuff, I don't know if anything has really happened yet in terms of esports this year for Blizzard, but I haven't seen any of it because I don't check YouTube for my live events. <laughs> so <laughs> no. I haven't really Wait. caught it. Uh, YouTube has live stuff? Apparently, oh. apparently. Okay. So I, I don't really watch YouTube live. It's, um, I don't know. I guess I only watch I Mixer. Fall into, um, <laughs> and Mixer. <laughs> I've been there a couple times, but um, it's nothing against these things. It's no, just no, no. more of Twitch is just more of the mainstay, and that's kind of where the big people are at. But um, not, let me not say the big people because I don't jump a platform for big people, mm. but. I just enjoy what I'm seeing in other areas. So, yeah. yeah, I had to admit when I heard the news about Google Stadia and and this kind of service, I was my my interest was peaked. I thought this was mm-hmm. this is cool because for, I'm the type of guy I don't mind paying for convenience, and mm-hmm. you know, for me having to build a PC and keep it upgraded and stuff like that, that is something that I just I don't enjoy doing it. I really don't. Um, so if I that, do. <laughs> yeah, well, good for you. I'll just I'll just swing by one of these days, and you can fix up my computer. Uh, no, so I mean, I I don't mind paying for a service like this if my life comes easier. Uh, but so so in the, in the beginning, I, w- I was totally on board. But I just think like the more and more I heard about Google Stadia, the, the I think the more and more discouraged I actually got uh, from these kind of services. But as I said. PlayStation now has actually, you know, also said, also showed me, oh, there is actually a world where something like this could work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. At the moment, I'm, I'm a little bit in the middle. I have I have a decent computer right now. I can play my games for now. Uh, so I think we'll just have to wait and see because it seems like everybody's now trying to scramble and get a piece of the cake. 
yeah. so I have I have to see where we end because if it's a situation like, for instance, with Netflix and and HBO and all the other other ones uh, where you have to subscribe to ten different ones to to be able to to follow everything you want to follow, then I'm out. I, I, even with my TV series, I'm out. I'm, I'm only on Netflix. I can't be asked to have like ten different subscriptions, uh, and it's this, this is the same deal. If I can play the games that I want to play uh, on one or maybe two services, then I'm out. Um, yeah. So I guess we just have to wait and see what they, what they find out. But just knowing how the gaming industry is at the moment, I think at least in the beginning, it will be, it's a little bit of a dark future. We, we have at least in short term ahead of us. Mm-hmm. I think if uh, my last opinion on it will kind of be, it's reminiscent of VR for me, mm. where there is so much hype around the, the possibilities of what it can do for the future, but it's not quite there yet. Mm. So, We'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Most definitely. Um, yeah, but I think we're on our, our last bit, and we're going to finish up on a bit of a more positive note. Um, yes, yes, we're not all doom and gloom here. Um, <laughs> well, as doom, you... doom and gloom depends on how you view one of these franchises, because it does sort um, of yeah. generally doom and gloomy in that world. Oh, I like the little tie-in. <laughs> but as you know... Obviously, Marty and myself, we enjoy the occasional Blizzard game from time to time, as we stated last week and this week several times with our references to World of Warcraft and things like that. But Diablo and Overwatch have, I guess, semi been confirmed. It hasn't like 100 officially been confirmed, uh, sorry, confirmed by the company itself. But it seems like Diablo and Overwatch are getting an animated series on Netflix. It seems so. I think we originally he- heard of these these news like one or two years ago. Um, summer twenty eighteen. Summer twenty eighteen. Yeah. So so it, it's a while since we heard something about this, and I, I remember that you and I and uh, our common friend Ta- uh, Tom, who we did the Blue Recluse with, we were like so excited about it, and we had like a, a BlizzCon coming up soon mm-hmm. at that time, and we we're like, "Oh, we're totally going to get a, an announcement uh, about this uh, Diablo series and stuff like that." And then we got an announcement for Diablo Immortal instead. Uh, we, have, <laughs> we have phones, um, so my phone uh, is still waiting for that. <laughs> me too, me too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now it seems like there actually is hiring positions and stuff like that for these two animated series, and and so Diablo animated series. And I think they said the the things that I've kept hearing is in the style of Castlevania. Mm-hmm. And I kept hearing it, and I was like, hmm, then I actually have to go watch Castlevania, because I hadn't seen it at that point. Uh, I have seen the one and a half season now, and I'm like, yeah, I could totally see this work for a Diablo franchise, and I would love mm-hmm. to see that. Um, so how how do you feel about it, if we start with Diablo uh, in, in, in the style of Castlevania? Is that something you dig? Yes, I do. Um Truthfully, my ideal anime for Diablo would actually be more of like an ultra stylized version that was really dark and gritty. Not necessarily like I really like the Castlevania one. It looks like hand drawn type stuff, right? Like mm. it looks like an old school style, very, uh, very aesthetically pleasing in its own right. And I like that style. I don't mind it at all. And if Diablo went that route, I'd be okay with that. But I do kind of want to see like an ultra like realistic esque looking, like almost like a like a blizzard cinematic type mm. thing of Diablo. Like that's what I think like that's my my dream would yeah. be if you look at the Diablo 4 intro and oh, how yeah. gritty and dark and bloody it was, like that would be a really cool animated thing for me. Mm. But I don't know if that's considered animated or rather CGI type deal. But I would really like to see something along those. Uh but I don't mind it at all. Like I would definitely still watch it and I probably enjoy it because I just, I mean, how I I don't want to go there, but I like angels and demons and then like human characters kind of thrown in the mix there. Uh, I do like that Diablo has it set up where normal humans are not necessarily the ones that are doing the fighting. Like it's specialized 
variances of humans, like the Nephilim and things like that. Mm. And the Herodrim like are just kind of catalyst to that. I like that. It's not normal humans because anything related to demons, angels, giant aliens. I hate it when the humans win. <laughs> it, it's so unrealistic. Like the worst uh, thing is, what is it? What's the movie? Um, Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah, I was about to say it. Independence Day. This ultra high tech alien thing, and the guy just gets to fly his ship up the middle and tell the guys that he's back. Flies it in, blows up everything, and the humans win. It's such a joyous occasion. Uh, the aliens only manage to travel the vast distances of space in order to get to Earth and invade it, just to be blown up like that. No. No, I'm not a fan of it. So I hope that they make that it. That was weird. a documentary, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it happened. Oh yeah, it was a <laughs> it was a social commentary on the actual events that happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm a fan of it. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what comes out of it. Mm. Absolutely, that's a same point there. I I don't know. I I I I I think Diablo. I I would love to see Diablo in a, in a Castlevania style. Uh, I think at least the, the the bits that I've seen so far is really cool. Speaking of Overwatch, though. I would love oh, Overwatch should be made by Pixar <laughs> or Pixar and Diablo because just that very first anim- animated uh, uh, cinematic that we saw the very first time when they announced mm-hmm. Overwatch, everybody was like, oh, this looks like straight from a Pixar movie. Uh, I, I, I'm having a hard time seeing an animated series be, be anything other than that when it is in the Overwatch universe, to be honest. Um, I'm right there with you. Like it, it, it should be like that. Like that was, so I was at BlizzCon when they announced Overwatch. Oh really? Wow. Yes. Um, so grand. It was, I wasn't in the main hall because there were too many people there. Um, I was on the Starcraft arena and they were showing it just as much. And there were still people packed in there too. Uh, but just watching it and seeing the animation of it and just the way that they approached it, everybody like around me was like, wait, did did they like make an animated movie? (laughs) Like, did they team up with Pixar? Like what's going on here? And it's obvious that they have the talent to be able to do something like that. The question is, will they be able to create a deep enough story to keep people engaged for a TV series? Because I think, a common criticism of blizzard games is that they're great in short form storytelling. Mm. But then when they try to do long-term storytelling, it kind of like, they have a lot of plot threads that go on and it's never quite clear if they've set those in motion in order for bigger things to happen, or if they simply forgot about certain things and went in a different direction and just left it there. And then later on, they returned to it, which either way is, it's fine. I mean, not everyone is able to fill every plot hole ever, but overwatch is a very interesting world um, where kittens take over and we never know what might happen. (laughs) That's Marty's cat in the background. So, yeah (laughs) i'm sorry i paused just so we could hear it Uh, (laughs) but i'm very interested in seeing where both of these franchises might go in terms of the um animated series and also how will it tie in to the overall story um will it be a continuation of certain storylines that are already going on and you need to watch it to know what's going on in the game or will they be separate entities onto themselves and tell different stories or even if they're telling similar stories will they just be considered separate from the timeline of the game but i mean isn't that sort of also why i think overwatch is like a perfect game to make an animated series for because that's actually obviously there's a little bit of storytelling inside the game but it is mainly pvp uh that's not like a pve storyline at least not yet um in the game so if they actually mm. want to tell stories about this world and you know an animated series comic books uh, uh web tv series whatever those kind of things it's like the perfect place books even is the perfect place yeah. to tell those kind of stories because you don't actually have too much in game telling those stories anyway yeah and we've seen it from them with their animated shorts with characters giving a little bit of background and things like that so uh, i agree 
it'd be a great way for them to expand that universe. Um, and then Diablo lore wise, we'll see where they go with that. Yeah. I think that's it, Michael. I think we, we made it through another week. We didn't quite hit the one hour mark. So we actually did end up where we sort of wanted in this. Yeah. Somewhere spot. between the 45 minutes to an hour mark Yep, in the sweet spot. Uh, so well done. You, you did, yes. did good this week. All right, I guess I'll do the outro. Um, <laughs> no, I was just waiting for you to praise me as well. Come on, dude. <laughs> um, you need to earn it. Jeez. What? No, you did great as well. Um, I couldn't have done it without you, um, which is both literal and figure figuratively there. Um, it's been a good week for the show. Like, uh, Thank you to everybody who supported us on Twitter when we mm. put out the announcements and on Discord and shared it and all of that. I don't know what the analytics are like, but thank you all for I've, your support. I've downloaded it at least five times, so I don't know if that... <laughs> Just got a bunch of different things. Um, if you were looking for the show on iTunes when it first came out and you weren't able to find it, it should be there now. Uh, we are on Google Play now as well, so... Um, if you, we should be around the block now, we should be right, so. most places. If for yeah. if by any chance we are not on your favorite podcast or whatever you're listening on, Smoke Signals is I don't I'm not sure that is set up yet. It will be in the future, but you can let us know if there's somewhere where you feel like we we are present, where we're not present yet, uh, and you can do that because we also have. Uh, in contrary to last week, we also have like social media set up and a website and stuff like that. So, Michael, people can actually contact us now. Isn't that right? That is right. And if you would like to do so, first of all, you can email us over at two nerds, maybe more at gmail.com. And just so you know, the two there is spelled out T W O, not the number. You can also go to two nerds, maybe more.com. Sorry, I will repeat that since the motorcycle <laughs> decided to drive right by. You can also go to our website at two nerds, maybe more.com, which is just like our email. The two is spelled out, or you can drop us a line over at Twitter. The number two nerds, maybe more over at Twitter. So just to repeat, it's two nerds, maybe more on Twitter, just a number two instead of spelled out. I tried, but Twitter wouldn't let me put all the characters. So I had to substitute a number there. I felt like I was back in high school trying to make X, <laughs> X, X underscore uh, insert cool name here. X, X, X. <laughs> um, but I think for that, thank you all for stopping by. That's it for us for this week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. Thank <laughs> you.